It's time to go into Auto Reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week we're going Auto Reverse on Spirit. So, Tony, you know, we're going to try to keep this conversation lively because uh, what happened was we recorded this before and I was, I was on a 16-day vacation and I somehow, I'm, I'm guessing I just got absent-minded and got in a peak of vacation head and just like, ah, let me clean up my hard drive and may have accidentally thrown away our thing rather than doing the more sensible thing was record the show then edit the show, which I usually do, you know, within 24 hours because I like to hear the conversation. But so this is the second go round about our, our little friends from uh, California. Yeah, let's see how. Uh, let's see if we could retrace well, our steps well, from the original well, recording. Guess, Maybe, probably yeah, not. <laughs> no, but you know what? There was there's genuinely, you know, there's some genuine enthusiasm about the band, which. I think that even after that episode, I, I, we both were listening to a little bit of Spirit. And I think you actually put some on your show. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the the idea behind the band that it's kind of like a, there's a common, there's a little bit of a common theme with bands from the late 60s and 70s that are kind of under the radar. You and I probably, our entry level uh, song from them is one of the, probably their most popular song, which is I Got, Got a Line. You know, we both heard that when we were growing up because it's it was played on AOR and, and whatnot. Um, and then when you dive into the band, it's like that song almost like disappears a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's it's it, not. It's almost it's almost like unrelated to them in a weird way. Like as much as as much as it, it is them, and it's and it's a hit. They're. Their, mater- their deep material, their album material, their albums in general, in general, are ve- almost disconnected from that single. It's bizarre. Um, yeah. At least it feels like that to me. Uh, given that I heard that on the radio all the time when I was a kid, just like you, and then I got into Spirit like whole hog, like in the '90s when I just kept coming across copies of uh what's the um 12 dreams of dr sardonicus i just yeah. kept coming across that album and i liked the way the album cover looked and i bought it and then realized that there was this depth of material from them and songs that were so different from i got a line on you that and it just it kind of brought out the character of that of the band and 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 of Randy California and frankly of Jay Ferguson too and the dad uh, the Cassidy. stepdad the drummer at uh, Ed Cassidy Mr. Skin himself <laughs> uh, and so you know that's and a lot of the episodes that we do on on um on auto reverse have similar origins and similar stories where well, that's like the band might have had a hit or a couple hits, but then it didn't really reflect on who they really were in terms of just, just great art artistic entity. And that's right. something that spirit 
has and it's it's funny doing that playlist i i mean we talked about this going back and forth and i'm sorry if i'm dominating the conversation here well it's still early, uh, day, early days my friend early days <laughs> early days um but one thing that i noticed is that like for example the mercury years compilation that was on mm-hmm. spotify like the, there was all this all this stuff like sort of later stuff uh that is just so good and so interesting and so like like it ha- it it just adds these colors and 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 texture to their sound that i didn't know about and i'm still finding out about now right like so 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 far after the fact like it's just like it's like they're like this thing that this gift that keeps on giving it's like and and i think that's why i wanted to do it i wanted to do this episode early on when we first started auto reverse but you know we got caught up in all the other episodes and stuff but they are the they are a quintessential auto reverse band in that it's just their whole thing is just so great and it's just so deep and like you said like you know under the radar in some ways for a lot of people like it's not something it's not when you talk about classic rock bands or, or bands from the late 60s early 70s not a lot of people talk about spirit they talk yeah. about the, you know the the usual suspects but like spirit is just deserves so much more well i think you know that band is is you know we talk about auto reverse bands they remind me a lot of blood sweat and tears where they had got we, they mm-hmm. had kind of like a mix of blues and jazz uh, uh, players in, as in, in the background of their bands and then kind of evolved into like a rather larger band that had such a mix in both age because, you know, again, it's like Randy California who started out kind of in, he was with Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hendrix's band, uh, which is how he got his nickname. He was in the gym when he was, Jimmy Hendrix was Jimmy Jams in the Flames, I believe it was, um, <laughs> before he got discovered. And so Hendrix, they had two Randys on the thing. There's a bass player named Randy, and then uh, the other Randy California. And they, he's like, okay, I, to tell you guys apart, your names apart. You're Randy from Texas because the guy was from Texas, and Randy, I think his last name is Wolf in real life, and or his born mm-hmm. name is Wolf. He's like, you're Randy California. Mm-hmm. But but he also started from that kind of more of a blues rock background, where at Cassidy, his stepfather, uh, his mom's was I guess his her brother owned a jazz club and so that's how they met a lot mm-hmm. of musicians and that's how he met Ed Cassidy and so uh, you know you had this guy that was good 30 20 30 years older than him playing their drums mm-hmm. and who who was who played with like uh Monk. Roland Kirk yeah Monk, uh Cannon, I think he played with your boy Cannonball too. I think he played with Cannonball. The thing, yeah. what, the thing that yeah. I read about, you know, doing a little prep for the shows, like he didn't play just bebop. Like he he hit all levels of jazz, so he knew how to play all kinds of stuff. And dude, those guys who know who can play any kind of jazz style can certainly play any kind of rock style, and certainly play any kind of other anything you throw at them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think about this band is that, you know, it, I think they were a band that, uh, you know, I, I got a light on you. Besides, it's like they're they're highly respected by musicians, but they just didn't, they weren't able to turn it into, they, they, they made a lot of albums that were successful, uh, not like marginally successful, but they made some really, truly remarkable albums. I think their first three albums are just phenomenal. And, and like you said, the... the even through this kind of, um, you know, 
you know, the um, exploration. It's like that the song that you and I decided to kick, you know, spirit uh, to do spirit a little earlier. Excuse me, you sent me uh, off that Mercury Years thing that you mentioned, uh, that, that one called The Other Song. And dude, that's like my... Oh, God. That just like took every song that... That took every song on that I've ever heard of Spirit and just moved them down the list and put that song on top. Um, and, you know, and it's like... You know, there's just so many great... They the You know, we should talk a little bit about their style, what makes them so interesting. But, yeah, the, some of the background of them is like the late 60s, 70s band that were known... Um, who were highly respected, but definitely, you know, and put put in the work, but just didn't never really kind of crack got through. I mean, other than I got a lot of you, but they never really reached the echelon. Like they should have been as popular as Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but they had and because they had a singer, they had a guitarist, they had a rhythm section that could just that could be that could justify it. And who knows? Maybe it's timing or anything, but. Uh, you know, I, I would like. Could have been would, timing. Could have could have been their style because they were so. But would you think like if you put those two next to each other, I mean, I think it would be one of the hardest decisions in the world deciding which one of those would open the show and which one would close the show. No, that that's the thing with the the difference between them and Blood, Sweat, and Tears is, I think, Blood, Sweat, and Tears they they were just as aspirational in a way as mm -hmm. Spirit was. But they were more. There was an. They were more appealing in terms of like. I think they, like Blood, Sweat, and Tears, used more classic, like you know, turns and and changes yeah. and 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 cover and and chose specific covers songs to cover and like where like Spirit was in. It felt like they were in constant exploration mode in terms of. Uh, mixing styles, uh, doing doing a concept record, because uh, like people always think, oh, concept record is so cool, right? Like right. you know, people are always like talk, but in reality, concept record is a, one of the more um, anti-commercial things you can do because you're like kind of not so concerned with hit singles. You're more concerned it, with the sort of you know like what, it, the it, concept right. of a, of one body, like a book, like one story, one thing, and so I feel like. That spirit's thing is they were in this constant um, exploration, trying new things, uh, and even he even made uh, you know he made solo records. Randy did, and then he made that other the Randy uh, California and the Whirly Birds right. album I, I told you about that's on the playlist. That's like 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 a fucking brutal like heavy yeah, Captain uh, Copter, uh, like, Captain Copter, and yeah yeah that's like a heavy like yeah kind that of, stuff's great. Uh, that song Downers heavy awesome. like Hendrix like fuzzy yeah. you know so it's like i think that maybe confuses people and sometimes it it like the the person that's looking for that like um accessible rock band maybe, maybe at that yeah. time was just like that they you know they were just lost that that spirit it was like spirit with was this incredible meal of like of, of with different elements and different things and like and um, maybe people were just looking for hot dogs, you know, and, and hamburgers. Well, how about and, like, this? They, yeah. How about this? Like, because I think there's a little bit of like, there. I think you're right about the pop sense. There's a little bit more pop sensibilities of blood, sweat and tears, but also yeah. like, no disrespect to Jay Ferguson. David Clayton Thomas has a voice that just makes you pay attention. And it really kind of, he's got a, like a once in a lifetime type of voice that really 
kind of is very singular. But I think the thing with spirit, like to use your metaphor, your food metaphor, is like spirit looks like a dish you put in front of you, and like it, and it doesn't taste that good. It doesn't look like it tastes that good because it looks. It's not. It's not ostentatious. There's not. It's, it's messy, maybe, maybe a little bit. A little messy. There's some play, gravy. Play, pre, play pl- presentation isn't high priority. Yeah, exactly. But once you start, think. <laughs> but once you start eating it, and you just go, you get transported. But I think, like, yeah, I think it's like it's the 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 plate presentation is a little. Less, <laughs> it's like it's like it's kind of a it's kind of like well what why should I eat this, you know? Um, yeah. You could just look at pictures of them, and there was there's so many like they all look different, and you got the stepdad in the background wearing all black, and they kind of look like you know like they're, maybe they're, they're, they're like maybe covers, they're running away from yeah, the, and their cover you know, albums, yeah. the covers of the first. They're like, what are you guys doing? Like, I know, did you only like, take did you only take one picture? Like, it's, come on, it's, yeah, it's just like. It's like Moby Grape too. Like if you look at their album covers, it's like what's going on here? Who's in charge? <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then and really like even Jay Ferguson, uh, uh, like the first JoJo Gun record that he did after he was out of Spirit. I mean, he's trying to sound a bit like Captain Beefheart on the record, and it's like and that's cool, but not exactly you know a ticket to commercial stardom. It's like do you know what I mean? So it's like. They were into doing cool shit, it just seemed like. And, you know, and they were also managed by Lou Adler, who managed Chi Chi yeah. Chong. And, and Mamas and the Papas. And, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, I think I think there was this whole, and just from what I've read about Lou Adler and stuff, it's like, I feel like freedom was the most important thing to them, artistic freedom, you know, and just like doing whatever. And, um, and, and it shows and yeah. that's why we're talking about that we could probably talk about this shit for two hours you know just because there's so much there so much there and i mean i think it's like what truly astounded me too is like those first three albums are almost uh-huh. hard to touch like we yeah I, you know we've i think i feel like we've seen we've said that a couple times about a couple bands that we cover but it's really rare that your first two albums are fantastic your first three albums is kind of almost a rarity uh, but mm-hmm. their first three albums, and I think I got a lot of news on the third album. Uh, but the, mm-hmm. I really love that first album. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, the me too. I mean, I fresh garbage. I love, and, uh, yeah. Oh god, fresh garbage is such. It's just such a. It's like it's just so novel, you know. It, like think about it in the late '60s, early '70s explosion of this sort of like classic rock it's like the it's like the golden era of like psychedelic like psychedelic post psychedelic like right. uh like hard rock uh, folk rock it was like the it was a golden era and so i think it was really hard to stand out in that environment and yet they did like spirit stood out in that environment and i'm gonna i think i might have talked about this when we tried to record this the first time 
<laughs> for me, it wasn't just the I got a line on you and finding a copy of Twelve Dreams, Doctor Sardonicus on in, in a record store for a dollar. It wasn't that. You know what intrigued me about them? I went to see the Rollins band play with the Descendants at Maxwell's. Um, it was nineteen eighty-eight. I think. Time. Yeah, you did. It was nineteen eighty-eight. And Rollins' band opened up for Descendants. Descendants were on the uh, all tour. It was a great show. I actually got into a fight outside with a bunch of skateboarders who called us, let's just say not great names. And I got into a fight with them, with Rollins stretching out in front of the club. He was like doing his warm up before his gig. And then when I got, and then they kicked those guys out, they let me into the club. Uh, uh, The guy that was running the show at that time knew that I had nothing to do with the fight. I was just defending myself. And then I went inside and got punched in the face by someone else in the pit. But now I'm digressing. Sorry. But the thing that the, the <laughs> thing that the thing that made me that made me really get into spirit is that at, at that time when I saw the Rollins band play, Chris Haskett, the, the guitar player, yeah, he's a had ass. a spirit t- T-shirt on. And I was like, what? Who's spirit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I couldn't make the connection like even though i had heard got a line on you i didn't know that the band name of the band was spirit i just knew the song and so when i saw him wear that t-shirt in 1988 or whatever it was i said to myself that rob's band are awesome that he's wearing he's a cool guitarist he's interesting sort of playing progress like in a progressive style yeah and i said to myself there must be something to this name that's on his t-shirt and i need to explore it so that was really, in some ways, my first introduction to them was seeing him wear that T-shirt. Yeah, and I think it's like, yeah, and I, and where I was first introduced to his name, Randy California's name, was actually reading a, a Hendrix biography because I I went mm-hmm. like you know, like I was twelve years old and I was into everything Hendrix. So that's the first time I heard him, and then I was like, oh, and then when I heard a guy on you, I was like, oh, that was Spirit. I'm like, oh, that's how I connected it. But when you know, seeing the deeper dive to them uh, you know it was a lot of people um you know and i think this is more during the 90s like you said you started hearing them a little bit more popping up in like mixed cds mm-hmm. tapes and shit mm-hmm. um you know and then i think during that time is that when they started the the whole thing with taurus and led Ze- and start stairway to heaven yeah i don't remember that? the fr- i think the first lawsuit related to that song was maybe in the early 2000s i i feel like that's and there were a few different like one got thrown out of court then another one was appeal that they won one but then they lost on appeal um so i'm not sure but i think maybe maybe the maybe the legal proceedings started in the 90s i'm not sure but you know yeah it went on for a while it went on for a while and i think if they had that case now they led zeppelin would probably lose because they have they've pretty much uh, shown a, since the begin, like fairly in the 70s like a, a penchant for t- ripping off people's <laughs> people's songs um oh god they there's like a famous comp uh i think it might have i don't know if it was ever issued on cd on, on vinyl but it's definitely it was on cd where they take this this the original song and then juxtapose it to the what zeppelin did yeah. like do you know what I mean? Like yeah. where they show they sh- they play the original, then they play the then it plays the Zeppelin one, and then it shows you like like it's like a a, a document that shows you how they ripped everybody off, you know. Right. Uh, 
but you know what? What are you gonna say? I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I still I still love Zeppelin. Um, oh no, 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 yeah, that won't take know. it. That take it away from that. I mean, yeah. You know, it's kind of like a little bit of a side. But you know, the yeah. thing that I really come to appreciate about Spirit, and you'll hear it, it's just like you hear, kind of the, you know, we just had a passing of Charlie Watts. Um, oh yeah, Ed Cassidy's drumming is much like that. It's like the perfect, yes, yes. It's, it's not trying to do too it makes it elevates everything else if you're doing a shuffle yeah. it makes the shuffle go quicker if you're trying to do a slow pointed thing he's just doing the bare minimum to just build that kind of presents the mood he's a mood maker for that band yeah and yeah you know, i think you know jay ferguson's voice is a you know i think and i actually like randy california's voice uh, yeah me too you yeah. know uh, I think he actually sings the other song, right? So that's like his voice on that. Mm -hmm. um, I think so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Randy California's guitar, for someone who hung out with Hendrix, I don't I don't really hear, a, like, other than that Captain Copter stuff, like, his, he has a very nuanced way of playing guitar, too, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that doesn't really go on full-bore guitar solo, that really does really good, it's like, background instrumentals or counter... Um, counter riffs and just melodies as well is just really good at all that stuff i mean it's it's a band that knows how to weave together that works together to weave a, like a really beautiful song really not I even say beautiful but like just a lot of interesting music just like you you're like again you listen to the first album and you listen to fresh garbage and you go to um i don't know if it's uncle jack or whatever the next song is but it's like you like it's just interesting they're not playing with the same template like okay that was that now this is this and it's kind of built around that thing of putting an album together where it's they're kind of making a presentation to you um and if you want to use the you want to use the the food analogy is like they're doing a you know an eight course meal with you know that each thing has something that complements the previous thing but stands out from it so I just I just find yeah, them I, I just find I, them I so fascinating. I think of him as like thoughtful. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to talk over yeah, you, but right. I think of him as thoughtful, like Peter Green, like another like thoughtful guitar player, you know. Yeah, and then you said something that was probably that was that was definitely spot on. It was like they were doing stuff the the, the aspect of freedom. Um, and it's funny because when you said that, I was like the Hendrix song. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> but it's like you're right. It's like that that ability to create was more important than than the, the 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 desire to succeed and i think that that they probably wanted to because they they were a very hard-working band and i think there's enough you know flu adler there had to be some kind of pop elements to the songs as well because he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna do it while he gave him some uh, you know some freedom to do a thing i think that that he would try to push things that are at least you know in a pleasing uh package um, but they made such great, you know, such great degree, a, a great amount of records, those first three ones. And then they kind of, you know, that's when the band started to fall apart after the, th the third album, right? I think Randy California mm -hmm. left one time. I know Jay Ferguson left to do, um, to be actually pretty pop, be fairly successful as a solo artist, right? Yeah, he made, but he, I think he's tried with Jojo Gunn first, which I like those first two Jojo Gunn records. But then he, after the Jojo Gunn records, he became a solo artist. And I run into those solo records all the time. For some reason, Jay Ferguson was kind of a big, big, sh like, big shit here in Canada. 
So I find I come across Jay Ferguson solo records all the time. Now, I'll be honest, I've never really listened to him, but I I, I am intrigued just because I mean it seems like he was big and at least in the states and in Canada he was a big a big you know a big artist. But like I think Randy just kept doing weird shit after yeah. afterwards, and and some of his solo records are just weird. They're just weird, you know. But like like sometimes they're like. I think some of the stuff I heard like was funky and shit, like like more R and B. Um, but that's but that's that's who that's who they were. That's who that's who Randy especially. That's who he was. He was he just seemed like someone who was pushing it, you know, and, yeah. like as far as he could. Yeah, like the stuff after Jay left, like the Spirit seventy six and Future Games uh-huh. and stuff, like the the Mercury. I think those are those are the Mercury year. Mercury yeah, ones, he, yeah. And then he did like the I think the Euro American one, which is like a kind of weird like uh, album. And that was when he was the Randy mm-hmm. California band, um, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I in the eighties, I think they had a, you know, they kind of got together a couple times and. Um, Jeez, you know, I, I don't even know they stayed on, not, I don't know what L, L, I think, was it on IRS? Or were they on some, I don't know. They, I don't, they were on some weird label. You know what's weird is that the oldest guy in the band is the only one that's still alive. Yeah, that's, that's mind-blowing. That's insane. He's yeah. like 90 years old. Yeah, well, that's what that's happens. mind-blowing. Some people, you know, the, the jazz, the jazz drummers tend to live long, like, you know. They, they tend to must live. be some must be something in that rhythm that just like keeps them. Yeah, Alvin Jones, did Alvin Jones live a long time yeah. too? He lived a long time. He only died. Let's see, Alvin Jones. He must. I don't think he died that long ago. No, I don't think um, he did either. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, he was crazy though, Alvin Jones. At least the stuff I read in the um, in the Coltrane uh, chasing the train, uh, the Coltrane biography. Alvin was intense. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of those guys who stuck in jazz are, I mean, the only guy I've, I've seen who doesn't seem, the only couple guys I've seen that don't seem as intense were piano players, and that was like Oscar Peterson, Herbie Hancock. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, those guys seem yeah. a little bit more down to earth, but yeah, like the the drummer, some, some you know, I don't know. But McCoy yeah. Tyner, he se- McCoy Tyner, Tyner. seems centered yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my guitar, Tyner, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, yet, McCoy, I love McCoy Tyner. I have a lot of his records. Oh, I, dude, there's so something good. very ple- pleasing about him. I yeah, I had a bunch of stuff. Maybe that's something someone worth discussing one time because I like I got into him through kind of I have heard of, heard of him before, but I really got into him in the the early 2000s when I was listening to a lot of Joe Lovano. Uh huh. And uh-huh. he was playing with Joe Lovano, and uh-huh. oh, man, just. There's a, a version of uh, Autumn in New York that they do is just phenomenal. Anyhow, um, didn't off pace a little bit, but off, to- uh, off topic. A little off topic. <laughs> well, it was still music. We were talking like yeah, yeah. you know, talk about our favorite burritos. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Randy California died, you know, trying to save his son, um, which mm-hmm. uh, which is on you know because he was living in Hawaii. Yeah, living in Hawaii. Um, mm-hmm. But. Um, you know, I think there's a legacy of this band that you know. I think this is a this is a auto reverse band through and through, because they got not only did they have the chops that they're not really as appreciated as they should be. Because this is a band that I would ask you to listen to the playlist, and then if you feel like it, if you feel compelled to listen to the at least the first three albums completely, because they're, they're you know I think. 
the exercise for Tony that was difficult was not putting the whole album on there because they're, yeah. you know, I think the first version of this was really long and then we were like, hey, do we got to kind of, and then we had, yeah, I had a, and then we were like, well, we forgot the Captain Copter stuff and then we forgot some other yeah. stuff and then it was just like, okay. Uh, but they are a band that, uh, you know, I would safely put it in our top 10 of auto reverse bands in terms of they they kind of embody what we look for and really excite us because not only did they deserve a, another look and some more appreciation but through our own exploration I've come to, to come to it my appreciation has deepened significantly yeah and that's what this is all about it's like go back give it another look give it another listen and you'll see that it's something that's worth you know doing all that for yeah, and uh, and that's why that's why we do this it, it, this show is as much about people that listen to it as as it is about us getting back into stuff like it's but yeah. it's for both it's for us it's and it's for anyone that's listening it's for everyone yeah. we all benefit from reassessing things it's, you know it's where the self-serving comes to help the the servicing i don't know if that's even much. you need a little bit of self-service and regular service yeah you get both um it's like it's like going to the gas pump there's the self-serve ones and then there's the one where the, unless you know, you're in like new jersey unless you're in new jersey then you have to you have to get served then it's only it's only service. attendance you know yeah. why that is you know where else it's like that oregon by the way oh really yeah i learned that a few years ago when i you, drove why, through why, there do you know why yeah. that is no i don't i don't know I don't know. I, someone I told know. me. I mean, once. it's funny. I had to get. I had to get used to it. On this last trip home, I had to get used to someone coming over and grabbing my credit card to fill up the tank. Yeah, I. I, I someone <laughs> told me before, and it must not have been a very good reason because I, I didn't. Re, I don't recall it. So, it mm. just, you know. Anyhow. It's got to be some antiquated thing that's like grandfathered in. I bet. Yeah, I bet you it's some old, old ass thing that the that. But isn't that like someone like that you go to a water fountain and someone's like you no you have to someone else has to push the button for you to, in order to drink the water? It's kind of like dumb like that, yeah. But you know, whatever. Whatever. It, you yeah, know, get used to it. You do get used to it if you if you live in yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, or Oregon. Or Oregon. Um, well, let us know what you think about this show. I, I I'm going to go out on a limb. Said this came out better than the first one i'd probably say regardless i think so but i think this did come out a lot better than the, the first time we went around because I, I think i have vacation head a little bit but um let us know what you think auto reverse pod at gmail.com or let us know your thoughts on instagram or facebook for auto reverse and uh let us know if you want us to check any band out because uh we do have a long list of bands but we always the only way to jump the line is if we hear from a listener something that they want to hear and we'll, we'll definitely look into it so uh yeah until next time all right, peace.